With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome to the That's Good Sports podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with the one and the only William Keys. What's going on? Is your actual name William or is it just Will? No, it's William. Yeah. I'm going to call you William from now on. am. Please don't. Uh, This is the That's Good Sports podcast where we talk about the Broncos for half and the NFL for half. First half is about the Broncos. Second half is about the NFL. Today with Broncos news, we'll talk about Paxton Lynch's demotion, uh, Chad Kelly's expectations going into this uh, next preseason game. Uh, Adam Gotsis, uh, his rape case has been dropped. And the Broncos signed linebacker A.J. Johnson, who was fighting a rape case for three years. So that's going to be really uh, not fun to talk about. Carlos Henderson, uh, Broncos versus Bears, what we're going to be watching for, and injuries heading into that game. And with NFL news – whoa, what the hell was that? With NFL news, uh, which rookies impressed us uh, this preseason? Jalen Ramsey, our favorite quote machine. Ben Roethlisberger, a little Vikings, Jags, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack. What the fuck are they still doing? Um, hard knocks and maybe a little bit of uh, Lions concession concessions talks. I don't know. Yeah, no, people people were asking for Lions concession prices. And, hey, we just give the people what they want. So That's what we do. We yeah, we're here to deliver. We deliver yeah. what you ask for. Um so that's a lot of shit we're going to cover today. And if you haven't liked this podcast on iTunes, please go. Well, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Their ratings matter. And we're on Podbean. You can download the podcast there to listen to it like a regular podcast. Link is in the description to do that. Please give us a good rating on iTunes. We want a million. Uh, you're back from vacation. You're out of Santa Cruz. I'm back. Uh, I'm not going on vacation again until... Um, who knows? I might never go on vacation again. So I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm a workaholic. Good. What, you know, what else I'm do you do? Crank out content. <laughs> and uh, write. Shit. Eat. Will, Will has been helping me on my Instagram. Uh, we're updating that every day with NFL news. Yeah. Check out the gram. So please follow both of us on Instagram at Brandon Perna at Wilkie six, but uh, Will's writing really funny captions for me. We're becoming a news organization basically. Yeah. Uh, so check, check us out on Insta. Tell us if we suck or not. Um, but Will, what? Okay. So Will writes articles for me. He helps me with this podcast. He's a it's funny cool. writer. That's why he's here. Someone uh, say, yeah. What, what is your dream? Will? what is wow. your dream job? Like, well, I don't I care gonna, about what yeah. your personal dreams are, like if you want a family or any of that shit. I'm talking career. Wow. Um, hmm. Military. Uh, I was going to say military dictator, but it's all dark. Um, 
I yes, gave that up a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> a little too close to home. Um, maybe like uh, to own a minor league baseball team. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So be... it has, has nothing to do with journalism and writing, which you are no. pursuing. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Why would I go to school for four years uh, to get a stupid piece of paper with the word journalism on it uh, when I could just, you know, make a lot of money and you buy like the Modesto nuts or something. Right. Are your parents rich enough for you to be able to buy it or do you got to get outside? No, absolutely not. No, (laughs) this is why, no, this is why I work for you. I'm just saving up money. Yeah. And I'm paying, if anybody wants to know, I'm paying Will uh, for his help every week. Well, you know what? I'm, yeah, we're on the ground floor. Uh, Our goal is to take down ESPN, uh, basically every other sports media outlet. Right. Right. And yeah, we want, you know, what's ESPN on the dial, like 724. Um, if you have like Xfinity, that's the HD channel. We want the That's Good Sports Network on 724, right. 725, 726. We want the whole block of programming basically by 2025. Easy, easy goal. Who, what, what, like where did, what is your favorite like site? to get news because like there's so many right now you got espn you have the nfl network you've got barstool you've got the ringer you've got deadspin you've got all this shit where do you usually go all right okay for just news i'm either like a twitter guy or i'll go on reddit for like nfl news nfl nba uh sometimes baseball news uh if i really just want headlines and no like commentary I'll scroll through pro football talk um, before I feel dirty. <laughs> Those are the worst commenters on the planet. Uh, and, yeah, if I'm looking for a, a quick laugh, I'll go to Barstool occasionally, although I think their work has suffered a little bit over the last couple of years. Right. Yeah, I I can't, you know how many emails I've sent them? I've sent oh, them yeah. at <laughs> least the club. 40 or 50 emails. And – and it's, and it's like, I don't love what they do, but I think they're a good fit yeah. for what I do. And their platform is way bigger than mine. Uh, but it's like, maybe I should just try to become my own version of them. But I'm not, exactly. a, I'm not business savvy. You know what I mean? I just well, we need to make hire, videos. Yeah, we need to hire a CEO. Okay, uh, uh, eventually. If my first employee, and I'm doing it in quotes for anybody listening, is you, Will. I don't know if this is going to, if this We're is fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, this is going down the tubes. If that's the case. Um, yeah. So if anybody listening has um, CEO experience for a major, you know, sports media outlet, angel investors. Think, yeah. We're looking willing to work for free for maybe a little bit. Um, I don't know if that really if that applies to anybody the ever. Two thi- but. The two things I need are like a social media manager and a video editor. Yes. Uh, I know there's a ton of people with video editing skills. Yeah, but I, it's hard because I don't trust anybody like I trust myself. But the last thing I want to do is edit me talking about fucking shit that I just wrote about all day and shot. And it's like, right. I don't know, it's like the hardest part of the day is finishing that last sec, doing the edit. But it's the thing like it's easiest for me because I've done it for like 12 fucking years. So, uh, yeah. Whoa, what was that noise? Getting stupid notifications. Um, you know what? All right. Well, we're just going to hope that isn't happening again. All right. Let's uh, jump into Broncos then. <laughs> yeah. Fucking notification jerk. 
segue. I think that was Please a notification. Please comment. Will's a notification jerk. Well, uh, spin zone. Uh, I think that was a notification from E News, who Brandon made me follow <laughs> yesterday. I made Will follow <laughs> yeah. E News on Instagram to see some of the things we can try to do. Yeah, he emailed me, "quote Follow E News, or you will be fired by the end of the day." I said, "I will fire you, but I will still pay you." So. Uh, well, I don't know what I'm still doing here, then. Anyway, Paxlovich, he sucked against the Vikings, um, as anyone with two eyes could tell. Right. Um, I think at the half, he was like four for nine, 12, 12 yards. yards. 12 passing one, yards. One interception. Um, he almost committed involuntary manslaughter on Austin Trailer when he led him into, like, two linebackers. Right. Some people had the audacity on Twitter to say that that was Trailer's fault. That which, interception? Yeah. That was uh, – I'm going to put that one on old Paxton for leading him into oncoming traffic. Yeah, but, it's – I mean, it's just clear. It's like Paxton Lynch is just not a good quarterback. Yeah, and, I, think we've, I think we've figured that out at this point. Um, so, anyway, the Broncos did the right thing, and they moved him down to third string. Chad Kelly, who did play well against the Vikings – through two touchdowns along with one interception, uh, but most importantly, moved the ball. He's up to second string. So it's Keenum, Kelly, and then Lynch. Lynch, apparently, according to Vance Joseph, uh, was none too pleased with the decision. Uh, so he didn't really understand why he was being demoted, which might be the most troubling quote of all. So what do we expect going forward for Paxton Lynch? Is this the end for him uh, with the Broncos and maybe in the NFL altogether? I think it's def- it's got to be the end with the Broncos. I mean, they're kind of in a weird position with the money situation with him, but he has shown no signs of improvement over two full seasons, uh, four starts, five games, lots of practice, uh, and two seventh-round quarterbacks have proven to be better than him. It's really more of a knock, I think, on – the the Broncos ability to draft quarterbacks uh it's like I don't know how you mm-hmm. you go all in for a guy that had so many question marks you know and, and and during like the draft I get a lot of people were high on Paxton Lynch as a prospect because of his athletic ability but it's like, do you, how many times have we seen that fucking mistake made in the NFL where they take a guy with physical tools, but one, uh, don't understand his football intelligence and how that's going to translate to the NFL. And, uh, you know, especially a guy like Bill Musgrave said he had, you know, he only had eight plays at, at Memphis. Well, he's had two fucking years to learn how to run an NFL offense. You can't still use that as an excuse. Like, in two years, like, you should know how to run a ton of NFL plays. So I don't know how they just don't see those things. And if the Broncos weren't the only team that were blinded to that. You know, Dallas wanted him. So it's – and then and now it's like there's this thing in the local media in Denver where people are criticizing other media members for uh, criticizing Paxton Lynch too much. Uh, I don't know. It's just a weird situation, and it's funny that we're still talking about quarterback battles when the Broncos have their starter in Case Keenum, and I think maybe the reason everybody's talking about it is because in the starting offenses two series, like 
the offense looked terrible. So two, three and outs. I think this week against the Bears, the thing that will erase a lot of this talk is if the Broncos offense looks decent and Keenum looks good. Um, because I think as good as Chad Kelly looked, he's got a lot to learn as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Chad Kelly is anything close to a finished product, but um, like if you remember, like going back a year and a half to the draft um, in 2017, Chad Kelly was supposed to be like character concerns aside, which I don't think are really um, weighing him down these days as much as they were at Clemson or Ole Miss or Mississippi right. or wherever. Um, he probably was, I don't want to say a first rounder, um, because I think that's a little optimistic, but he's probably like a second or third rounder. Yeah. And so totally. if you think about the value that the Broncos got, uh, with literally the last pick in the draft, 256, um, that's definitely a guy that at the very least, I think you can develop into a high end backup, uh, maybe a starter. So, and then to Paxton Lynch, uh, you said he didn't improve the last two years. I think he's gotten worse. I think he's gotten worse every year. You'll take it a step further. Yes. Uh, if you remember the first game that he played in against the Buccaneers, if you just watch that game, you think this guy's got a future. Like, he was firing passes. Right. Um, he had a lot of confidence. He had zip on the ball. He looked athletic. Now he just looks like he's just, like, tall and slow, like Brock Osweiler. But now, you know, I, I think he's just – I think he's a lot of, lost a lot of confidence. Um, He's probably he probably benefited a lot from the Kubiak system to start with, right? Uh, and now I think learning a new system was probably a death sentence for him, um, because like some people have reported, I think he like he probably likes to play like Madden and Fortnite and Call of Duty a little too much. Um, not that I would know personally, but that's what has been floated around there. By um, see Salami every day on the radio. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, Cecil Lammy, uh, Ben Albright, those people, um, I think they've probably friended him on Xbox and <laughs> keep tabs on what he's playing. So, I mean, if you're Paxton Lynch, what you want to do is learn enough football to get a second contract as a backup and yes. then tank and just focus on your video game career. Because honestly, if he got good enough at some of those video games, he could probably make more money playing uh just gaming and if you make enough money in the nfl you afford yourself the luxury the time to get good enough at those games to be an elite gamer well what's going to happen is like he's going to give up football and then just go to gaming full time and then people are going to be like this guy doesn't put in the hours gaming enough he's he's out there he's outside throwing a football he's outside exercising too much he's, he's reading a playbook every day so I, yeah i just don't think you can win if you're paxton lynch at this point no, I think a change of scenery would be good for him. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think any team's going to trade anything for him, though. No. If no. the Broncos can find a trade partner, uh, like even if they do what the Browns did and give up like a and get like a seventh round twenty twenty pick, like they That's it takes that nothing. salary off their hands mm -hmm. and it would free up some salary cap space, uh, which they could use. Because another concern I have right now is the defense uh, looking a little shaky and they're dealing with a lot of injuries. So yes. they may have to try and sign somebody depending on how the next couple of weeks pan out. Yeah, and I think just to, you know, not to go too long on Paxton Lynch, but 
the most ridiculous thing I, I think I saw yesterday was um, people floating out that maybe they should change him to a different position, like try him out at wide receiver and tight end. That's the dumbest that's, thing I've ever heard yeah, in my life. I saw, I saw that, and I was like, that's enough internet for today. And I shut my laptop, and I threw it out the window. Dude, he is not built to play any other position in the no. NFL besides he's, quarterback. He, you could argue he's not built to play quarterback either. Right? No, that's, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Like, if he, he – he could be a baseball player or maybe like – He could be like basketball. a starting pitcher maybe. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, pitcher. He could be uh-huh. a pitcher. He's tall, lanky. Yeah. We know he can throw something hard. I don't think he has the accuracy to play fucking baseball, but mm-hmm. he's got the facial hair for baseball, definitely. I saw that. I saw that on Twitter too. I forget who tweeted out that he could was, be. I think it was Chad Jensen, our old friend. Oh, Chad! That's right. It was Chad. That's why I was surprised yeah. he would tweet that because Chad's Chad's smarter than that. He's, yeah, he is. Chad's we're a really smart football guy, and I yeah, don't. We didn't have a talk with him. I think he uh, I, he's probably just crushing us in views right now, though. With, Absolutely. With that. Uh, yeah. Chad, take love factor, you. Uh, you're probably not listening, but that's your worst football yeah. take ever. Yeah, in case you are, please <laughs> seek help for that take. <laughs> and, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Chad Kelly, um, future tight end before the Denver Broncos. Paxton Lynch, you said Chad Kelly. Fuck. Um, yeah, speaking of Chad Kelly, natural segue, uh, what do you expect for him going into this into uh, the Saturday preseason game against the Bears? Getting a little time against the twos instead of the threes. Yeah, honestly, I think he's going to look worse. <laughs> I think uh, – Probably. Not, maybe, not, like, not by a lot, but I think, one, the expectations right now are – I think people have higher expectations for him in this game than they do Case Keenum based on the way he played uh, last week. The competition's yeah. going to be a little tougher. Uh, I think he got away with some mistakes in that first game. But uh, – so I, I think he might not – I think he's going to look a little bit worse. Not like, oh, God, he's terrible. But, like, I think people are going to be brought down – back down to reality just a little bit. Um, what he has, though, is confidence, obviously. That, that a lot of it. <laughs> Paxton doesn't. And he's going to go out there and he's going to try to make plays, which you, you want to see from your quarterback. He's got uh, a great arm. Uh, I think his throwing motion is a little weird. It's a little, like, long. It looks like, yeah, I wrote about this, um, I think, on Monday, but his throwing motion looks almost identical to Johnny Unitas. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Worked out for Unitas, though, I guess. To be fair, um, that was the 1950s, so <laughs> we'll see if it translates to 2018. But and it's it's not going to be emotions, right? It's not going to be an issue like if he's accurate with the football, because Philip Rivers has the worst throwing motion in NFL history, right? And Correct. he's going to finish as a top ten passer um, in the game. But as long as he is making his reads quickly and getting. If he's making the reads quickly, like an elongated throwing motion is not going to matter. But if you're a guy like uh, Tim Tebow who has a long wind-up throwing motion and you're not reading the defense quickly, you're going to throw interceptions. And so it's like one of those weird things that you just kind of look at and dissect. Uh, if you're good, it doesn't matter. Um, but I want to I see him not put the ball – 
where it could be picked off for a pick six, which almost happened. He threw a a bad interception, but he made some really good throws as well. So just more, more of those, like there's two tight, like tight window throws to the middle of the field, which over the last couple of years, we haven't had a quarterback to be able to throw into the middle of the field. Everything's short into the sidelines. And if we have a guy like Kelly who can work the middle of the field, I think, that's like uh, that's a huge thing that is hard for some quarterbacks to learn. Yeah, one thing I want from Kelly is I need him to change his jersey number. I, I can't work with six. <laughs> he doesn't look good with six. Like you so wore that yeah. cutler taste in your mouth. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, no six, and then it's like when Brock Osweiler wore six his rookie year. That was. Oh, uh, I don't even remember that. Ugh. Yeah, that's like 2012. What was Kelly in college? One. No, he was – okay, so he was 10 at Ole Miss, and then he was, I think, 11 at Clemson. So, obviously, 10 is off the board. But uh, 11, 11 might be open pretty soon. 11, also very popular character from uh, Stranger Things. So Yeah. Um, some people would call it double dicks. Um, I've heard that before, although I, I think 11 is a strong number. I've never heard anybody call 11 double dicks. <laughs> you didn't play enough high school football then. Um, oh. Yeah, it's a good-looking number. It makes you look taller. Um, so I think, you know, I, I'm just waiting for that number change. I think it's going like to do weird. Like wearing vertical stripes instead of horizontal stripes? Yeah, because vertical stripes always look good. Okay. Well, that's, that's our yeah, – That's our, talking our, fashion. Our deep dive into what we expect from Chad Kelly. Yeah. This is what happens when you make me follow E! News. Well, oh yeah, like they talk about football. <laughs> they talk about fashion. Um, okay, That's so true. a little, yeah, a little more serious news coming up. Uh, the case, the rape case, um, which dated back to well, it dated back all the way to like five years ago when Adam Gotsis was at Georgia Tech, um, but it was brought up a few months ago, right? Um, and he's now been cleared. Um, the the charges have been dropped against Adam Gotsis, um, so. It's all football for him uh, from now on. It looks like um, the Broncos get one of their best defensive linemen from last year, uh, a guy who really who really got better from year one to year two. Right. Um, I think we can agree that we just hope that, you know, the right thing happened here and that, you know, justice was served and taken care of one way or another. Yeah, it's so hard, like yeah. – because like I can't I can't look at Gotsis the same now, right or wrong. Like I'm always gonna be yeah. like, oh, but is is he a rapist? Like it's not fair to him if that's not no. true. And if it did happen, it's obviously not fair to the victim in this situation. Yeah. They went through the legal process, and believe me, I don't necessarily like trust how that shit works, but that's what <laughs> we have, and we have to assume like the right thing happened. Yeah. But it's what bothers me is like the every time I've heard like the the media members talk about this, it's just like a serious uh, off the field issue with Adam Gotsis. It's like just say what it is. Like I yeah. get that like the Broncos aren't gonna say that, you know, that John Elway's not gonna go out there and say that, but it's it's like they they shy around it because they don't want to say what the actual fucking thing is. Um, and it's a really, it's like one of the most serious things you can be accused of. And it's mm-hmm. a little, I don't know, I find it strange too that 
they bring in AJ Johnson while this thing is pending with Adam Gotsis. AJ Johnson is the the uh, college linebacker from Tennessee who spent the last three years fighting uh, a rape case, and those uh, he was acquitted from that. That went to trial. A jury found him innocent, so that went through the legal process. And because that happened, you've got to move on, I guess, accordingly with it. But when you already have a player going through it, uh, a head coach who had some weird things accused of him in uh, college, it's some, I don't know, it it just feels like they're unaware of what they're doing. And it's hard because if A.J. Johnson didn't do, you know, what happened, and I read through that case, and it is not black and white. Like, it is a strange incident. If you read the victim's testimony, you're going to – you know, it feels one way. If you listen to his story, it feels another. And I don't know what happened. We'll never know what happened. But it's uh, – and it might not be fair to A.J. Johnson again. It's just a yeah. – I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it all. But I feel like they referred to his thing, serious off-field incident as well. It's like – I don't know. Yeah, no, serious off-field incident doesn't feel like – they're um, doing justice to the severity of it. But I yeah, wish like, I was more articulate in how to approach these subjects, but I'm not. I just am like, ugh, this is messy. I'm not sure I would go there. But the reason the Broncos bring in A.J. Johnson is because the Broncos linebackers look like shit uh, last week against Minnesota, and they need people who can stop the run and maybe cover – cover passes, uh, A.J. Johnson was a really good linebacker at Tennessee. So that's why he's here. Yeah, I mean, if he was totally innocent, which I don't know, I don't know anything about the case, then that would really suck for your career to have to right. put the ball on hold for three years. Like, we've seen that happen from time to time with, like, that uh, that one guy who was accused and acquitted of rape, not just acquitted, but, like, the, the victim, the accuser um, – like took back her, right. her accusation years after the case. That was a guy, wasn't he? Did he play college in California? I, he played in high school. This happened in high oh, school. Oh, that's right. Couldn't play in college. Uh, the Seahawks, or the Seahawks and the Falcons ended up bringing him in. Um, he never stuck just because, hey, like you, <laughs> it's pretty hard to go from high school to the NFL. Um, so I really feel bad for that guy. But AJ Johnson, um, I don't know. I'd like to give – Everyone in this situation, Adam Gotts has included the benefit of the doubt. Um, and there's really, yeah, there's nothing we can do um, at this point uh, other than hope that when John Elway is talking about bringing in a veteran quarterback, um, he's not referring to trading for Jameis Winston. So, <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Yeah. That would be, that would be the worst thing. Of bad moves uh, for the Broncos. Um, <laughs> but moving on to some other – not as bad news, but not great news for Carlos Henderson. He's been suspended for week one. Here's the thing, though. Hasn't reported to training camp, so I don't think it matters. Hey, NFL, you suspended him from nothing because he's not even yeah. fucking playing. Yeah, you might as well just suspend me from week one, too. <laughs> exactly. Hey, buddy, you can't play. It's like, all right, well. Do you uh, think uh, – What's uh, Antonio Callaway? That's the Browns receiver who got basically kind of pulled over for the same thing. So Carlos Henderson got 
pulled over and uh, cited or was it arrested for marijuana possession in Louisiana? Um, but yeah. I, I, can't, I can't remember if he got arrested or just Callaway got cited for marijuana, not arrested. Yeah. I wonder if the NFL is going to give him a, a week one suspension as well because it's basically the same thing. The difference is they both play wide receiver, but Callaway has been at the Browns <laughs> practices. And Callaway uh, is good. Callaway is good. Carlos Anderson. Hard knocks. We don't, I don't know. Think, I don't think he'll ever end up playing in the NFL, at least for the Broncos. They got to move on. Like yeah. it's they're two weeks in to preseason. Like he's done. So that's a yeah, fake suspension. Fake it's suspension. Hard. It's hard to see him even landing on the practice squad at this point. Really? Yeah. Um, you got to be there. He's eligible just because. You know, he's never played in the regular season. Like, he's never made the 53-man roster. Um, but you'd probably rather see a guy who's there and working hard in training camp get that spot just because there's so few yeah. of them. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> and it's just like it's – but at the same time, like, it just feels so wasteful to let Carlos Henderson go. But at this point – Yeah, he's a third-round you know, draft pick. Just – Shuffle, shuffle him in the Paxton Lynch mi- uh, mix of, oh, we fucked up with this pick. Yeah. Um, On the bright side, um, if the Broncos do let him go, suddenly number eleven is available. So. Ooh, nice. I didn't know. I didn't know that was his number. But did Chad, uh, did Chad Kelly plant marijuana on Carlos Henderson? My column. Conspiracy. Uh, look into it, Reddit, and let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, so heading into this game, the Broncos do have some injuries mounting. Yes. Mounting up. Sue Craven's been out with his knee injury still. Uh, safety, DeMonte Thomas, hamstring. Shaq Barrett, hamstring. Cornerback, Michael Hunter with something. I forgot to write it down. Chris Harris, oblique. Troy Fumagalli still uh, injured. And Paxton Lynch, of course, with a bruised ego. So that's a, a lot of defensive players. Secondary, when you're trying to get a look at the, the depth there, uh, I think that makes it tough. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know. I think it makes it tougher to gauge like who you're going to have filling in on some of those positions, especially with Sue Craven still not being able to get out there. Uh, it looks like Tremaine Brock will be playing as uh, number one corner if Chris Harris uh, doesn't play with his oblique injury. So that sets us up for the final topic here. Broncos versus Bears. Will, what do you, you want to see? Uh, I want to see Royce Freeman get a few more carries just because he looked so smooth against the Vikings. Um, Rob Thomas smooth, right? Rob Thomas, Santana smooth. Mm. He got the first first down of the game in the second quarter for the Broncos on his 23-yard touchdown run. Uh, He looked a lot better than Devontae Booker did in limited action. It's hard to it's hard to find space on the ground when your quarterback is Paxton Lynch and he's averaging like 1.2 yards per attempt. So you gotta yeah, you're just gonna play that for for Royce Freeman. Um, I want to see what he does. I want to see if he can uh, if he can nail down that starting job because I think he's gonna be a much more effective running back than Devontae Booker. And like I I think that the coaches are gonna lean towards Booker just because. He's the veteran in this situation. Um, it's his third year. And, you know, for some reason, being a veteran matters at the running back position, which I'm not sure it does because you've seen guys like Kareem Hunt last year 
yeah. lead the NFL in rushing, and then the year before that, it was Ezekiel Elliott who led the who led the league in rushing. It's uh, I, think, I, yeah. I feel like it's the easiest position to pick up coming out of college. Yeah, absolutely. The, the only like struggle there is running backs learning pass protection. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you have a, a smart quarterback who's just like, it's coming from the right, it's coming from the <laughs> left, you, you can figure out how to do that. Yeah. Uh, I did see D'Angelo Henderson pick up a nice blitz in that preseason game. Uh, so that's nice to see. I think the depth chart for running backs could be Royce Freeman, and then you could have Philip Lindsay and or D'Angelo Henderson at number two. Yeah. Because we didn't see a lot out of Booker. Uh, Philip Lindsay looked really good. I want to see one thing I want to see is him get more reps as well early on because he was playing against basically, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the Vikings, uh, third and fourth team unit. So I think it's easy for running backs to look good against those guys. Kind of what D'Angelo Henderson did last year. So getting those second reps, if they, if they mix in Henderson and Lindsay, that would be ideal. I don't think they will because I think you're right. They're loyal to a fault with uh, experience in Booker. Um, but I think Lindsey could be a game-changing type back. Lindsey oh, yeah. with, with, with Freeman, I think, is a really nice combo of, like, when you talk about the most cliche thing with two running backs, your change of pace. But th- that's what it is because their running style is completely different. And Philip Lindsey – uh, looks like he could be dangerous catching passes uh, out of the backfield. And something really the Broncos kind of haven't had for a while is like a guy they can just dump it off to who's going to give you, you know, a first down on a second and eight when you don't expect it or break one off for a touchdown. So that's, I think, going to be one of the more fun things to watch in this game. What's, uh, what's uh, something on the defensive side you want to see? I just want to see them plug up the holes in the run game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I really just don't want the Bears to run it down their throats, although that might happen because the Bears have a pretty strong running game with Jordan right. Howard and Tariq Cohen. Uh, so, yeah. But that's <laughs> a good test. That's like, number that's one. Test is, is the Bears because that yeah. might be the only thing they do well offensively. Right, yeah. Just get off the field early and, you know, try to get the ball back and give Case Keenum – a little more time of possession and see if the first team offense can actually sustain a drive. Um, Obviously I want to see Cortland Sutton get a little more action than he did last week. I think, I think think he's a a little banged up too. Cortland Sutton. He might be. Well, yeah, he had that apparently like a scare. Like people thought he was going to be done with like an ACL injury yesterday. So there's a, there's a, yeah, it's his knee or something. He might get rested because of that. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I think oh yeah, so I think the Chad Kelly promotion is really big for like the number two receivers. Yeah, second team receivers like Craycraft. And I think Tim Patrick was basically already playing with Kelly. But Deshaun Hamilton, Cortland Sutton when he plays. Because yeah. you I can't really say- show much yeah, you can't really show much with Paxton Lynch throwing you hospital balls and like right. dump off passes that are basically touching the ground. You'd much much rather have Chad Kelly thrown to you. I think just in the most simplest, like, form, I just want to see Chad Kelly throwing to Sutton and Hamilton. You know what I mean? And maybe Jake Butt, too, right? Right. uh, Hireman might be out there with the ones uh, this week. Uh, I think everybody's trying to hype up Hireman, but I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
And I do want to see Fumagalli, but he's still – he's got a hamstring or a leg or a butt or something. I don't know what's hurt on him. Maybe everything. Um, uh, I want to see the, the <laughs> linebackers play better. Uh, Brandon yeah. Marshall looked rusty. Uh, Todd Davis also had some, has some sort of injury he's been dealing with. Uh, Josie Jewell looked – got caught out great. of position. He looked great, uh, though, for a few plays. Against the no, Vikings. he made he made some plays where you see why why they took him, but he wasn't mm-hmm. consistent. Uh, again, you're right. It's like, are they going to get gashed the way Minnesota did? Um, I'm not worried about Marshall. Like, I think he'll he'll be fine. Darian Stewart looked good back in his natural position. That was a highlight yeah. of the the defense in the secondary. And we should get a look at Tremaine Brock. So, if Brock plays where Harris did too. Uh, you know, he's going to be going up against uh, the Bears' best receivers. But Trubisky's right. throwing. I don't know what that means. But we'll get a look at him. And uh, Yeah, I, do, I, yeah, I want to see Trubisky out of the John Fox offense. Right. And in the Matt Nagy offense where they're ideally going to let him throw more than like 12 times a game. So I, I think that'll be interesting to watch from a Bears perspective. Um, but, yeah, like on defense – Josie Jewell, he looks like he's got great instincts. Um, maybe they might lead him a little bit awry early on, but I think once he figures things out, he's going to be kind of like he, – he, like he could end up being like a Keith Brooking type player, I feel like. Right. Where he's not super gifted. Um, and I know this is kind of a dog whistle just because he's white, um, but <laughs> – Slow. Yeah, slow and not super gifted, but um, understands football a lot and can read run plays really well. So I'm looking forward to seeing that, definitely. Oh, and another thing, uh, really quick, is Sua Cravens hasn't been playing, obviously, with his knee injury. Will Parks played really, really well against the yeah, Vikings. he did. He had the most snaps out of any player, I think, um, against Minnesota. So keep watching Will Parks. It could get to a point where Will Parks just takes that kind of nickel safety spot. Yeah and doesn't give it back to Sue Cravens. No, that's true. And, I mean, that's what that's what Parks played last year, and I think that's a, a year of experience under his belt doing that, which is a little different than what he did the year before and in college. So you're right. And, it's uh, you know, they used him on that uh, that blitz where uh, he had that, that sack. So if he continues to show that kind of, like, diversity and becomes that jack – wait – that Swiss Army knife, jack of all trades. I almost called him a jackknife. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he might – Sue Cravens might not matter. It might be the most irrelevant signing for the Broncos if Will Parks steals his yeah, job. Yeah, really. And I like Will Parks, so uh, that's a good thing to watch. And I think finally, before we switch to the NFL, it's Isaiah McKenzie. Does he catch all the right. punts again? Right. I don't even care if he returns another one. I want to see him catch every ball back there. So we don't overhype his one performance. Yeah. Uh, Because now I think he's got to deal with he got that confidence back. And the key for McKenzie, besides catching it, is going to be knowing when to not try and do too much. Because last year, in addition to dropping balls, he made like bonehead plays trying to turn nothing into something, and it just resulted in worse field position. So uh, that's the other thing I kind of want to watch from him. Yeah, that, this that, week and the next couple of weeks. A punt return against the Dolphins last year might have been the worst punt return I've ever seen, and will ever seen. But yeah, if you don't think that changing jersey numbers matters, uh, 
Case in point, Isaiah McKenzie moved from 84 back to his college number 16. Very, very important. Suddenly, suddenly he looks like Dante Hall slash Devin Hester back there. So, (laughs) you decide. You decide. He's better than them both. All right. You want to transition? Transitioning. We are transitioning (laughs) to the NFL. To the CFL. Oh, wait, no, fuck the NFL. All right. You could talk CFL, Johnny Menzel. Johnny Menzel will not play against the Edmonton Oilers. All right, that was your CFL news. Okay, so a lot of other games that didn't involve the Broncos last weekend. Um, Some would say that there were 15 other ones. (laughs) I watched a few of them. I know you watched a few of them. A lot of rookies that we got to see for the first time, a lot of rookie quarterbacks, some running backs. Which rookies impressed you, Brandon, the most in week one? Honestly, I thought a lot of them looked pretty good. Um, Let's see. Starting with Saquon Barkley, first carry, 39 yards. Not much after that, though. Uh, I don't put that all on Barkley. That that Giants offensive line really needs to kind of come together. Um, Baker Mayfield I thought was very impressive in his debut. Kind of lived up to the hype. Josh Allen, mixed bag, but I think everybody expected him to look like shit. So I thought he maybe yeah, outperformed. He did. he did. Like, the first couple, like, clips I saw on, on Twitter of him were, like, bad throws. But uh, he also made some, some decent plays. Uh, and let's see here. I'm trying to think who else I watched. Denzel Ward, the Browns' uh, corner, got uh, his first penalty out of the way uh, with the new hitting rule. He – he, I think, who was it? Sharp for the, the, the Giants. He tried to murder him on a hit. Got the flag, but I like to see that out of a young corner. Like, I think we know he can cover, but seeing him come out there and pop somebody, very exciting coming from your cornerback. You expect it from safeties, not necessarily from your corner. Um, but those were kind of the guys that stuck out in my mind. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to – oh, I – it's just, I thought the shittiest thing happened was to Darius Geis. Like, yeah, that sucked. He, he, really takes, sucked. he takes a, a dump-off pass for a really long gain, looked faster than I thought he w- really was, and just gets tackled weird and tears his, his ACL, you know, and the Patriots are the ones who, who broke him. So it, because it's the Patriots, because they did it to a rookie who was showing promise, really just fuck the Patriots is yeah. what I want to say there. Connect the dots. You do the math. Yeah, Darius Geis, like, he was arguably a first-round talent that got kind of pushed down for character concerns that might not be concerns at this point. Right. So, yeah, you know, you hate to see that, obviously. Uh, one guy that I think probably didn't look good if you just looked at the numbers, but if you watched him play, was Josh Rosen. Because he was oh. getting low snaps out of the shotgun formation just about every time, and he was still, like, picking them up off the ground, reading the defense pretty quickly, moving around the pocket, uh, and then firing some pretty decent passes. He, he took a couple sacks. Um, he had a couple errant throws. But I think overall, I really liked what I saw. Like, he looks a little skinny out there, which I was kind of expecting just because he was right. a small – he's not a small dude. He's tall, but he's, like, very slight. Like, he's, like – this big around this is good for the audio listeners but he's um, he's like me yeah 
He's yeah, just yeah. a little guy, except he's, he's just, what, 6'3"? He's a little guy. Yeah. But he's got one of the cleanest releases I've ever seen. Yeah. His, foot, his footwork's immaculate. I think he's going to be really good. I think what what I noticed is he just – he throws what looks like the best football out of all those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, Josh Allen has the cannon. Baker Mayfield is like the scrappy guy who just gets the ball there. Josh Rosen just looks like he throws a really nice football. I didn't watch too much of Sam Darnold. Did you watch his his play? Yeah, I watched a little bit. He looked good, too. I think he had um, – he might have had a couple touchdown passes. I know for sure he had one. That looked pretty good. Is he 21 uh, yet, or is he still 20? He, I think he might have just turned 21. That's insane to me to think, like, yeah. you're going to be That's commanding tough. an NFL offense probably this season, and you're not even – you're 21. That's – and. It gives him, I think, a good chance to maybe be the best for obviously the longest. Like, if by 22 you can say, yeah, he's definitely our starter, he's still like a year ahead of all these other dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's only going to get younger, too, because like. Bold guys prediction. Are... Wait. Okay. Hold that thought. Bold prediction. Okay. Sam Darnold's going to finish with all of the NFL passing records. All right. We'll keep track. Uh, we'll keep track of that for the next 15 or so 20 years. years. Hey, so if he if he retires without all of the records, buddy, you're going on freezing cold takes. Bring it on, freezing cold takes in the year 2038. Yes. Um, yeah, we'll just make a note. Hopefully I remember. No, I'll just – I'll remember. It's okay. Uh, what was I going to say? Shit. I told um, you to hold that thought. Oh, Teddy Bridgewater looked the best out of all the oh, Jets quarterbacks. Yeah. He looked really, really good, and I think the Jets would be dumb not to start him. Yeah, if the Jets don't start him again, he should go to Jacksonville. Or Tampa. Oh, yeah, Tampa. That's what we said, right? We already talked about this, didn't we? Yeah, I think we were, like, uh, telling Tampa to trade for Nick Foles and then trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Right, Tampa Bay. Okay. I think, yeah, I think if the Broncos traded for Bridgewater, he might beat out Case Keenum at this point. Like, he looked really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to happen. Obviously. I forget if I already said that or if it's in my next episode, but I said Teddy Bridgewater looks like the only – oh, bring, like talking about bringing in a vet. Like he's the one guy you could bring in, you could argue, could play as good as Case Keenum, if not, you know, with the potential to be better than him. But that's not what you would want to do. Like in terms of what you've committed to with Case Keenum, yeah. bringing in Teddy Bridgewater would be, uh, like, a weird move. Yeah, and again, like, he could just, like, step the wrong way and his knee could re-shatter into 10 trillion pieces. Yeah. And then you've got Chad Kelly and Paxton Lynch as the only two quarterbacks. So maybe not a great move. Yeah. So then we have Jalen Ramsey with the quote machine this week. Yeah, he had some, he had some opinions on – Quite a few quarterbacks. Do you have those quotes pulled up? Okay, I think I have them memorized. Yeah. So I think I have like uh, all the quarterbacks that he talked about and then like a one or two word opinion on them. Uh, So Matt Ryan, he said who? Which um, he's the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. So maybe Jalen Ramsey should pay more attention. Joe Flacco, bad. He thinks he's bad. And he thinks he sucks. Oh, I'm sorry. He sucks. He said Matt yeah. Ryan was overrated. He said Joe yeah. Flacco sucks. 
Right. Yeah, he said Matt Ryan was a product of Kyle Shanahan, which I don't think is entirely true. Uh, I think he made no. it better. But I'm not here to argue with Jalen Ramsey because no. that's not a war I can win. Mm-mm. Josh Allen, trash, he said. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was a product of the system, like Matt Ryan, apparently, even though he's been really good in two systems. Right. So uh, take that as you like. Lamar Jackson is apparently going to be really good, uh, even though he's probably looked the worst out of the rookie quarterbacks. Um, it's just me. What else, uh, who else? Um, trying to think. Drew Brees, he said he's is good despite being old, um, which that's – wow, that's a really hot take, Jalen. Um, congratulations on that one. Am I, th- am I forgetting anybody? I know I am. Yeah, your memory – you said you had this in memory. I thought I did. You were – you couldn't be – Oh, like Big Ben. Further from the – Okay. Tree. Big Ben, he said it was decent. Jared Goff, he said, was average to above average. Right. That's, uh, all, that's all I can remember at this point. Oh, Philip Rivers, he said pretty good. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, doesn't suck. Marcus Mariota, I think Marcus Mariota is a great quarterback for their team. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, I think Tyrod Taylor is actually a better quarterback than he gets credit for because he does not make mistakes. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, uh, league MVPs in a couple years. Dak Prescott, he's good, he's all right, he's okay, I'll put it that way. (laughs) Kirk Cousins, I think he's good, I think he's a winner. Uh, based on all of those guys he like he has doesn't have the greatest win record which is funny thinks yeah good made the playoffs once won't say Eli Manning's good I think Russell Wilson is good uh yeah so a lot of uh, opinions Blake Bortles Blake do what he gotta do (laughs) that's a nice way of saying uh I don't think he's that good yeah um kind of to the greater point he doesn't think Andrew Lux that is that good. I think that's his hottest take. Well, okay. I think we can safely say that Jalen Ramsey is not the best evaluator of quarterback talent. Uh, I think a lot of these guys he hasn't even played against yet because he's been in the NFL for two years at this point. I love it, though. Like, I love a player just saying shit that's on his mind because so it's often good content, you get but... the opposite of that. Just say some guy sucks. That's a you'd never hear players say that. To say it is Joe Flacco, like take off my beard and I am Joe Flacco. So I just with a better arm. Uh, more accurate arm. He's got a stronger. He's he's got a stronger arm than me. He can go farther. But those ten yard passes all day, I'm better. Mm -hmm. I I like Jalen Ramsey. I like players that talk a ton of shit. Until they talk about uh, the Broncos, uh, and I thought it made for fun. I thought it was entertaining. Entertaining. Uh, disagree on the part about uh, liking him. I do not like him. Uh, I think he's annoying. Uh, I obviously think he's really, really good, uh, but I think he's kind of becoming a little bit of. Uh, I'm just going to say the c word here. So hey, if anybody's got their kids around, please turn this off. I'm going to say the C word. He's a locker room cancer. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Because, yeah, he got suspended in the preseason. Who gets suspended in the preseason? 
by their own team. He was trying to, he was trying to start a war with the Jacksonville media, which I'm sure all three of them were very worried about getting on Jalen Ramsey's bad side. Yeah, he shouldn't do that right now because this is the first time Jacksonville's been relevant in a long Correct. time. So you want the media to uh, continue to sing your praises. Um, yes. Yeah, maybe maybe that'll be an issue uh, as a bigger picture look at the situation. But I think every week they should do Jalen Ramsey power rankings for dish, different positional groups in the NFL. So one week it's tight ends, one week it's wide receivers, one week it's quarterbacks, running backs, and then one week it's cornerbacks. I want to know what he thinks about other corners, really. Wow. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say he probably thinks he's the best. Yeah, I mean, that's safe to say, but I like him more than Deion Sanders, the way they talk trash. So I can say this. He's a better tackler than Deion Sanders. That's right. Which – even trying to tackle would make you a better tackler than Deion Sanders, to be fair. That's true. Okay, uh, so, yeah, Big Ben has a big, concussion. Ben Roethlisberger, concussion. Uh, I bring this up because I wanted to ask you, do you think diagnosing Ben Roethlisberger with a concussion is the hardest job in the NFL for an NFL doctor? Yeah, I think for, like, him and Gronk, I think it's nearly impossible. Yeah, I, I think Big Ben was born with a concussion. Right. It's like, to me, Big Ben's face just always looks like he has a concussion. Yeah. Gronkowski, his mind, you can never tell if it's cognitive enough to evaluate whether or not he has a concussion. So mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to say cheers to the doctors who were able to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ben goes into like the doctor's office and like, oh my God, your nose is broken. And he's like, no, nah, that's just how it is. That's how it is. It's just <laughs> like that now. Yeah. Big Ben, concussed. Um, thoughts um, and prayers. Let's see here. Okay, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack. We've yes. talked about them, I feel like, the last two weeks. They still are not signed, okay? And rumors this week were Donald and the Rams were close to signing a deal. And then that was kind of debunked by Sean McVay uh, saying, like, everything's about the same. So uh, I don't know what to believe here. I thought, oh, cool, Donald's going to get the deal. And my take that he's going to sign before Khalil Mack was going to be right. But now it looks like neither of them are any closer. And it's a little crazy because you could still argue they're the best player on both of their fucking teams. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like I still like nothing's changed from last week. I I still don't know where the Rams are going to get the money to sign him. No. Uh. Well, yeah. And like I said, you can find money. Somebody criticized me for saying money's not real. Called me a, a lib. <laughs> I was like, it's the NFL money I'm talking about. Uh, and salary Just, cap yeah. is, is fluid, and you can find ways to make it work is what I meant. Yeah, they can find like, I don't know, they could find like 20, $25 million a year like under their couch cushions or something. It's like you just make They're it all a seasons. signing bonus. It's yeah. all about how it counts against the cap. I don't know. But you could probably pay him in Bitcoin at this point. The the one yeah, the one difference right now, I think, is Khalil Mack has a ton of trade rumors floating around. Yes. Every team is saying, like, oh yeah, I could see it was the Packers at first. Uh who else did I see as Khalil Mack trade rumor? We'll find this out. Um, but in the meantime, 
I think the difference is that the Rams really, really want to sign Aaron Donald and are struggling to do so. And the Raiders don't really seem like they're making that much of an effort to sign Khalil Mack, which might be the worst thing that John Gruden can do at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird situation. I can't find who I, uh, I thought was the other team. People were talking about Khalil Mack trading, but more teams want him now. And I think every week he's not there. Something like that gets closer to happening. So, Yeah, because at some point, like, you know what? This gets stretched out long enough where all of a sudden, you know, he's questionable for week one. He misses we talk, week one. We talk about the, the, the Saints draft last year being really good. The Raiders took Mac Carr and Gabe Jackson all in the same draft, and they're about to let Khalil Mack maybe go. Like that was a solid draft for the Raiders, which is probably the first solid draft they had had in ten years. So the fact that you got Mister Raider coming in, John Gruden, not trying to keep their best player is weird at best. Yeah, it it kind of reminds me of Josh McDaniels coming in in two thousand nine and and promptly getting rid of your Pro Bowl quarterback. So maybe not the best way to win a fan base over. Although for some reason, Raiders fans are really attached to John Gruden. Um, Even though like last week we said that uh, he never won anything for them. And in fact, he beat them in the Super Bowl pretty handily with Tony Dungy's players. But you think uh, John Gruden would know better than anybody uh, how important defensive talent is. Yeah, especially as your edge rusher, as one of the top five edge rushers in the league. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, he goes into Tampa Bay. He's like, all right, I like the roster. However, let's get rid of Derek Brooks, Simeon Rice, and John Lynch. And maybe he just had someone uh, to tell him no at that point. And now he's making $100 million to coach the Raiders. And who's going to tell John Gruden no? Maybe He's been on for 10 years. Should have used some of that money for Khalil Mack. <laughs> some people are saying. <laughs> Even though coach money doesn't count towards the salary cap, which I think it should, by the way. Yeah, but here's the thing. The Raiders are such like a, a poor franchise that that might just be all their money. Like they might not have anymore. Mark Davis makes $0 for next 10 years. I'm just saying, like, Mark Davis is one of the – poorest owners and I know that's like saying like uh the tallest midget but like he only has one billion dollars no like he doesn't have a lot of money it's not like Al Davis was some billionaire who bought the Raiders he was a coach who worked his way up to ownership somehow no he built them yeah I know but he's like not I I don't think he's swimming in cash although yeah I think he's lost a lot of his money at PF Chang's over the years but Mark Davis, net worth, you're right, 500 mil. Yeah, which for an owner is – That's chump change. Not a ton. Not a ton. Uh, obviously, he's paying $100 million to Gruden over the next 10 years. So. It's hmm. one-fifth of his net worth. <clears throat> yeah. All right, let's, bur- let's crank out the rest of this fucking thing. Let's do People it. People can leave. Okay, I said we'll talk about Vikings versus Jags. We're going to just do that very briefly because we've wasted too much time. We got a good look at the Vikings. And the only reason I wanted to talk about this uh, is because I think they're going to each have one of the best defenses in the league this year. So I think that preseason game would, is actually interesting to watch. Also because Trevor Simeon looked pretty damn good against the Broncos, but I want to see how he looks good, how he looks going against that Jacksonville 
defense, even though it'll be a second team, I think there's a lot of depth there. And I think Sibian might look terrible against them. It's possible. Kirk Cousins looked pretty much perfect against the Broncos. So yeah. um, I've been hearing that he hasn't been playing particularly well in the joint practices with the, ja- uh, with the Jaguars. Um, so we'll see if that kind of keeps up or he turns it on on game day. Who knows? Let's um, see. Let's see if he's if Jalen Ramsey's right and Kirk Cousins is a winner. Well, here's the thing. It's a yeah. It's a lose lose for Jalen Ramsey because either Kirk Cousins beats him and he loses, and he's or right. the Jaguars beat the Vikings and Kirk Cousins doesn't look like a winner, so and he's wrong. He's either yeah. He's fucked either way. Yeah, basically. I was yeah. I heard that like out of all the quarterbacks he talked about in that GQ article. Um, he talked about 13 of the 16 quarterbacks that he's facing this year. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, like 13 of the 16 opponents, I guess. Yeah, you're not well, that's a good stat. So, that's interesting. I hate to see that. Um, Lions concession prices. So, the Lions announced that they're going to sell beer on game days for $5, and they're going to sell hot dogs for $2. Should we become Lions fans is my question. If you're going to attend more than one game a year, yes. I think that's, so. Uh, that's the best deal in the country, I would have to imagine. I think, I think both, the Falcons are Falcons good have cheap well. prices too, right? Yeah. It's nice that the organization's doing that uh, because they basically, with the secondary ticket market, you get fucked trying to buy tickets. Yep. Uh, you're going to – it's you like if, if, you, if you're trying to take a family of four to a football game – you're going to spend $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you buy tickets on the secondary market, you're going to pay way too much there. You're going to pay way too much for parking. And then you're going to have to buy, like, $8 beers, $10 beers, depending where the hell you're at. Your hot dogs are the same price. There's no hot dog on earth worth that much money. So, hopefully, more teams do it. And, uh, I don't know, start treating their fans the way they deserve to be treated. Uh, instead of just taking advantage of them every year. Yeah, it's really simple economics. Like, if you make your beer $15, like, I don't know, uh, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, 49er Stadium, I'm probably only going to buy one. But if you make them $5, I'll probably buy eight. I'll probably spend more. Um, And that's just, like, me, like, I don't know. That's just me showing appreciation as a consumer. Um, I guess. Willing to... The, you know, the flip side of that is, though, if you make them expensive, you get less insane drunk people, maybe, at your game. That's not true because people just drink more before the game. So right. people are going to get wasted. People are going to get as drunk as they possibly can at football games every week, whether or not the beer prices are affordable or not. Hot, yeah, hot dogs, $2, that's like – it might as well be free. Like, I'll just buy 10 Yeah. I'll buy 10 Okay, so have you heard about this challenge? Um, someone no. at Barstool was doing it. Uh, it was It's like a baseball challenge where over nine innings, you have to drink nine beers and eat nine hot dogs. Do you think you could do it? Uh, no. I mean, I don't I, want to do it. I don't I want to do it either. I can I eat I a lot. I think uh, I could do it. The beers would get me. You got to really, like – uh, so I wonder, like, if you could just, like, 
drink like three beers right away, like in the first inning, and then kind of let them stagger uh, throughout the eight remaining innings. But I like the more I think about it, I think I could really do it. You should uh, try the challenge. All right, here's my promise. Make video um, of it. Here, here's my we'll promise. Put it on, yeah. We'll put it on the channel. If the Rockies um, make the playoffs, or you know what, if the Rockies are still in it by September 15th, I will ro- I will watch a Rockies game and I'll do the nine-inning challenge. From where? home? Yeah. Okay. I'll set up a yeah. webcam. I'll make what? a video. Live uh, stream that shit. <laughs> That or I might just edit it down so people don't have to stare at my face cramming hot dogs and and beers into my mouth for three and a half hours. Right. Here's what I'll say. The last baseball game I went to, I think I drank six beers and I regretted it. (laughs) Like I've talked about um, my body just – I had such a terrible headache like that night and for the rest of the next day. Nine (laughs) beers? I don't think so, man. So Look, I'm, I support yeah. your endeavor to do this, though. I'm okay. I'm more committed to uh, the channel to that. That's good sports than my own body at this point. Good. So I'll do it. Uh, I'll make a video. There we go. <laughs> I'm not saying I won't regret it. I'm just saying that I'm capable of doing it, and Let's I will regret happens. it later. If but, you puke, no, I, I you got to get footage of the puke. You gotta. We have to see you puke on camera. Am I disqualified if I throw up? Is it like the hot dog eating challenge or contest? No, I think it's part of the uh, your strategy. Yeah, maybe. I'm. A, yeah. Pick. I just think it's gonna naturally be what happens to your body, but we'll see. I don't know. I think you underestimate me. Like I'm 22. I'm. I think I can do this. I. I like. The longer I wait, the you know the worse I'm gonna be at it. So I might as well get it done soon. Well, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. We'll close this out. We were going to talk about hard knocks and uh, Carl Nassib's uh, financial advice and how he is misleading his players. Uh, He's talking about 10% interest returns, which you're not going to get in any sort of savings account or CD account. If you're a good investor, you can get 10% return on investments which is different than just putting your money in a bank. So uh, I think Carl, one of his teammates called him out in week two. So just keep your money. I mean, keep your eyes on Carl Nassib and we will follow his financial advice and remind everybody how wrong he is every week. Yeah, I think uh, Carl Nassib is going to turn out to be the next Bernie Madoff. <laughs> I think just he's just scheming all, all his teammates. teammates out of money. Yeah. No, this but, is the classic case of like uh, like a big time meathead in college uh who just like attended like sat in on like two finance classes and now he thinks he's like fucking jim kramer well he's right in that a lot of financial advisors do take advantage of players and yeah uh other people have lost a lot of money for them but if you go to a proven uh smart financial advisor they're the one percent of what they take from you is going to probably be a lot more it's gonna be a lot safer than what you try to do with your money in the financial market unless of course you actually understand where to invest and how to invest and have a diverse portfolio yeah so i just want to make this clear to the listeners that uh you can't just 
save money and then expect a 10% interest rate. No, without- you can like, if you have a good interest rate, it's 2%. <laughs> yeah, that's like you're doing you really, found really a well. sweet, sweet spot. 10%, uh, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> not happening anywhere. I think, the yeah, the banks would explode if that were the case. And but that... It, yeah. Concludes your financial podcast here. That's Good Money, starring Will Keys and Brandon Perna. Please follow Will on Twitter at WillKeys6. Check out his writing. That's GoodSports.com. And if you made it to this part of the video, just hashtag uh, money signs. Hashtag as many money signs as you can. And uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, that's it. Just kidding. Love you. Bye. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay, no, 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 wait. That's it. No, that's it. That's it. That's it.